0: The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Love. Courage. Truth. Glenn
1: Beck. Oh, thank goodness. I mean, Planned Parenthood. Have you heard this, Stu? Oh, I I love them. (laughs) Planned Parenthood. No, not if you've heard of oh, Planned, huge, Planned Parenthood. Huge, I mean, uh, huge fan. Okay, so there's a new target audience uh, now for Planned Parenthood. It's middle school students. Wow, that's uh, yeah, that's a yeah.
2: no. You got to expand your
1: audience. You yeah, got to well, expand
2: your your clientele.
1: This sixth graders, so we're talking eleven and twelve year olds, right? Yeah, eleven and twelve year olds. Which I, I, I mean, think eleven and twelve are the new twenty five, twenty six <laughs> in my mind. You know, look, if you're eleven, uh, if I can quote Planned Parenthood. You need to feel comfortable and ready for sex. Now, how many of us haven't said that to our 11-year-old? You know, you need to feel comfortable and prepared to have sex. You're all of 11 now. Yeah. Th- thank you. Thank you. Okay, so uh, they've uh, come up with uh, flashcards for schools uh, instructing kids about how to properly use condoms during vaginal, oral, or anal sex. And Good. I'm glad we got to that this early in the program today.
2: Thank you. Thank you. I'm Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, hey,
1: we're all adults here, and who's to judge? Okay. We can't teach you about George Washington. We can't teach you about the founding. We can't teach you the Constitution. We can't teach you about uh, your civic duty. But I'll be darned if we can't teach you about anal sex. Okay. You're all of 11.
2: I'm going to go ahead and uh, set a, a maximum amount. <laughs> Of that term being used. i want to set it at two. Okay. Okay? So okay. you've already hit it. I've already hit it. So we don't need to go. So we it's We don't like, need another mention today. I've
1: already had my Wheaties. I don't have to have another bowl. <laughs> okay. In February, uh, parents in North Carolina objected to the program, most recently a mental health resource fair at Clifton Middle School in Monrovia, California. I bet they don't even know what Monrovia is named after, but (laughs) Monrovia, California, included a Planned Parenthood booth where kids, middle school kids, could learn about the merits of gender roles, diversity, and sexuality in the media, as well as the terrors of STD and uh, all of the pictures were included. Parents were upset, upset that without their knowledge, a government-funded organization, let me say that again, a government-funded organization. Organization. Planned Parenthood, the nation's largest providers of abortions, would be at the middle school and the mental health resource fair. According to their own website, Planned Parenthood education staff reaches 1.5 million individuals every year, and 65% of those individuals are middle school and high school aged kids. Planned Parenthood bills its education department as being the best sex education resource.
2: That's good. I'm glad they've topped out on that one. So, um, by the way, I've uh, done some googling here as you've yeah. been speaking. Okay, uh, and uh, apparently, uh, the, the, uh, the age of consent in uh, four countries: uh, Burkina Faso, uh, Niger, but, hang on, hang Japan. On, hang on,
1: wait, wait. I gotta. The first one was what? Burkina Faso.
2: Yeah. What did I say it
1: wrong? Well, yes. Okay. Oh, oh, you're smarter Uh, than me. Okay, got it. Of course. Uh, I'm going to (laughs) pretend that I've never heard of that country, nor do I know where it is. Do you know
2: where Comoros is?
1: Comoros? No. Okay. Uh, Africa?
2: Uh, Well, the only reason you might need to visit there is if you like to have sex with 13-year-olds, because the age of consent there is 13. No, but we're talking about 11-year-olds. Right, right? which is interesting. Now, if I go down, (laughs) the age of consent in the Philippines Uh and Angola... Yeah, Would be 12. Would be 12. Would be 12. Again, I, I, we're talking about 11 year old When do they start here? 11, Eleven. 12? Okay. <laughs> the good thing is you've got a home in Nigeria where uh, the age of consent is 11, the lowest age of consent in the world. Planned Parenthood is out coming out and saying, right, that we are going to make sure we get kids ready and prepared for sex at an age that is illegal in every country on earth except for Nigeria. Uh, And I would assume there's probably some 10-year-olds in these grades as well. Uh, So you'd be down
1: below all ages of consent in the entire world. Well, the good news is, I think, on this Planned Parenthood thing, is uh, it includes photographs and pictures. So uh, they're already gearing up. So they'll be ready when we can get it into uh, a class where the kids haven't learned how to read yet. We can just point to the pictures and say, doesn't that look fun? (laughs) You should do some of that a little later. But make sure you come to us for your abortion. Well, I mean, not now. You've probably got about 12 years before you could conceive a child. But after that, we're here for you, baby. Literally baby and we're here for your we're, baby we're, we're we're
3: for <laughs>
1: <laughs> welcome to the program it is friday
0: it's friday march 23rd this is the Glenn Beck program oh,
1: so we're in uh los angeles california today and uh at our studios in in la and uh, we're thrilled thrilled to have you listen thank you so much last night we uh, I spent some time with uh, uh, Andrew Claven and his wife and uh, Ben Shapiro and his wife and a few others that were in attendance there's something happening here in Los Angeles and I've been I've been saying it for the last few years that every time I come out of Silicon Valley or Los Angeles uh, there's a different conversation that is happening here uh, and I don't think anybody is really aware of it yet um but there is something happening in the freedom fight here in california and and it's quite amazing because honestly okay so yesterday at this time i think i told you that i was in the parking lot and it said uh what was it low overhead vehicles is that what it says low clearance high 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 clearance clearance vehicles vehicles, yes and so I, i don't every space is marked with something Okay, you can't park here if you know your car is too big, too small, too low, too high. They all have fines, and I had no idea. Are we in a what was it again? High clearance, high clearance vehicle. vehicle. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's not like it's it's not like there's a big ramp or you need a four by four. It's just a parking lot. And so I was like, I don't know exactly what that is. I don't know if my car fits that or whatever. And it's a $250 fine, and you will be towed. So, uh yeah. I mean,
2: it's a serious penalty. Yes. Certainly not uh, serious, and as serious as something like, you know, uh, age of consent being 11 and breaking that <laughs> as a major or tax-funded payer organization, right. uh, encouraging behavior that would violate a major no, law like that. About- this is much more important. This is high clearance ve- vehicles. Right. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> I just, I just oh, want to make sure I mean, everyone's aware. People no, I mean, make... everybody
1: is clearly aware of that. Oh, I don't good. know why you're talking about that, yapping about that stuff. I'm talking about a, a high clearance vehicle in a parking lot that is flat, just like every other parking lot. And there's a whole row of about 25 spaces that are specially marked for that kind of vehicle. I have no idea if that's their vehicle. Yesterday during the show, we went out because the parking agent was uh, was not there when we got there because it's really early. And I, I don't know. It's like one thirty when we have to go to work in the West uh, in the morning. And so there was no parking attendant. So we went out during the show yesterday and said, uh, so the high clearance vehicle, uh, do you know what that is? And he he looked at the sign and then he looked at me. And then I realized he 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 can't read English let alone speak English so I think we're clear i think we're okay uh, that we're that we're not going to be towed well the high clearance vehicle and unless it, I told him unless I gave him the impression that I was wanting that vehicle told because it wasn't a lo i don't know if it's possible i better check i better check now today so i've
2: i high clearance vehicle appears to be yeah uh You need to have a high clearance because of potentially, like if you there was a high curb, for example. This has happened with with my car before. Yes, my car is not a high clearance vehicle, and so sometimes I pull in and there's a little curb there. Yeah, and if I pull in too far, it scrapes the bottom of my car. Okay, yeah, which I'm not a good driver. I wouldn't say that I'm. uh, This is a flat parking lot. No, well, it's an it's a. I will say it's a ramp. Well no, where you wanted to park it was a ramp. So the idea is if you had a no, super low car, okay, if I had a low
1: rider, yeah, okay, it could be <laughs> issue, There's I not mean. like 25 low what are what are they having a low rider convention here? I mean, it's what are you it's talking California. About? And if you have a low rider, if that's what you have, what you don't know you're going to bottom out. You need a sign and a fine. It's California. That's oh, crazy. It's no. it's it, they're out of their mind crazy here, and my we're 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 living um, uh, on I don't know right we're in Sherman Oaks and so there's the, what are these hills here called Sherman Oaks Hill? Okay, <laughs> you, you don't even you're live bluffing. here, do you? You're just you're bluffing. Ah, <laughs> uh, Sherman, Sherman Oaks Hills. hills. <laughs> 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 so anyway, we're we're we we got an Airbnb and it's raining out here. And when we got here, the Airbnb that we had, which was right here in Sherman Oaks and on flat ground, uh, they were like, oh, yeah, we double booked. We're Like, oh, well, all right. Well, it's only 1030 at night. No big deal. I'm sure we can find another house. So we had to find another house. And so we're, we're way up at the top of this hill. The driveway, low clearance vehicle. Stu you went to the house yesterday right uh yeah yeah okay mm-hmm. you see that driveway mm-hmm. if your car isn't jacked up about 14 feet you're not <laughs> getting into the driveway I mean yeah it was bottoming out on the SUV as we got in uh and then you're you're looking at these houses you can't get you can't get flood insurance I don't know why you would want flood insurance you're on the top I mean is NOah con I mean Flood insurance, (laughs) you can't get fire insurance, and you can't get mudslide insurance. Oh, why would you need that? Why would you These people who are building their houses up on the sides of the... 14 people were killed in the last couple of weeks here with a mudslide. Jeez. What the hell is wrong with you? Every time I come out here, I'm amazed by this. Because if you've never been to these hills out here, unlike any other place... Except for, what was that ancient civilization in, like, Arizona that's, like, built right into the cliff? It's kind of <laughs> like that, except it's just kind of perching out
2: in front of the cliff. Like, they they were, they were asked themselves, what should I do if I want a 4,000-square-foot home, but yeah. all I have is a three-foot by four-foot <laughs> plot of land? Right. What would I do? Right. Now, some people would say, you would move somewhere else, or— right. Build a much smaller home. But right. no, what they did is they just anchor the home in the three foot by four foot plot of land and then just build stilts yeah. over the hill to just hold the house up until the inevitable mudslide right.
1: that makes it go down into the road below. Yeah. And so you're, so this, this, yesterday I, I got there. Uh, and it was light, so I could see. You know, I went the afternoon because you know we didn't get there until about midnight the night before, and we didn't have a chance to look at anything because we had to book it at ten thirty <laughs> at night. Uh, but anyway, uh, so I, I I get back there and I'm looking down, and I and I love saying this. I love saying this because it's always been true. But I was looking down on people in California. And uh, so I'm looking down into the valley and I'm like, I'm seeing into their houses, I'm seeing their patios and their pools and everything else. And I'm like, I'm going to ride the mudslide all the way down. You're dead. I'm going to be on top of you with the house.
2: It's bizarre. The, the, the state that's always preaching to us about income inequality oh, has my. a situation in which rich people's houses are higher on hills so they crush poorer people's houses. I know. It's like the most clear example. I know.
1: It's like, <laughs> I built this mansion up here. <laughs> won't, won't it slide down in all the other houses? Oh, riffraff. I can't <laughs> wait to see those. Those are monstrosities built down there. It's It'll like, be an improvement to the neighborhood. <laughs> it's like the the multimillionaire who lives three... Three quarters
2: of the way up the hill gets crushed by the billionaire who lives at the top of it <laughs> it's
1: and you're really, telling us about income inequality oh, it's so crazy it is absolutely so crazy and my daughter made uh my daughter made dinner last night and how many looked, dinners did you have didn't we already just talk about a dinner well <laughs> you, I was like, five? i'm a little bit of a <laughs> hobbit okay i went to dinner but i you know she was making dinner for the family okay uh and uh so she uh she was making dinner last night, and I walk out, and everybody's sitting at the the dinner table, and uh, she had told me that she was making pasta. Okay, uh, now that sounds good, right? We're gonna have pasta. okay, good. Mm-hmm, We're gonna have mm-hmm. pasta. And then it was it was there was like five strands of pasta covered in, I don't know, dandelions or whatever it is. It was all this it was the crap you eat. Oh no. And she's like, "Oh, Dad, no, it's mushrooms and I, it, it wasn't arugula. I what, what, what was it? Tim It was arugula? Oh my gosh! I don't use mushrooms like, or arugula to be clear. Fact it was check. like somebody went outside. <laughs> she's not listening, right? She's got to be. Okay, okay, she's not listening. Do not, if you know my daughter, do not say I said this. It's like somebody went outside and vomited pasta on the lawn. And then they just kind of like, I'm gonna pick it up, and they got some grass in it and everything else. And they just mm-hmm. threw it into a, a walk for mm-hmm. some reason. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, y- you got you got to go back to Texas, honey. You've been here a day and you're already starting <laughs> to eat like these animals. In and- <laughs> anyway, now I got that out of my system. Hey, you want your house sold on time and for the most money without all sorts of excuses? It's uh, Mercury Real Estate and uh and agents I I I want you to go if you are if you're looking to sell your house or you're looking to buy a house, you're you're thinking about moving in into a new area or maybe you're taking care of your parents' house. Uh, real estate agents. Well, like I fr- have a question. Trust.com
2: for real real estate agents. I trust.com. I'm yeah. looking to acquire a home for multiple millions of dollars on the top of a hill yeah. that will likely be crushed by another larger home up higher on the hill during the uh, next mudslide. Can you provide that for me?
1: Uh, No, but I have, <laughs> if you can get the house, I'll get the toothpicks that you can put underneath it. Oh, you know, just pick the, this pick the most perilous cliff. <laughs> And I'll provide the toothpicks that <laughs> so you could hold it up with. Uh, anyway, uh, the uh, the agents are all over the country. There's a thousand agents uh, agents nationwide. They're fans of the show. They share your sensibilities. You're gonna feel like you have a friend uh, except a confident a competent friend. You know not one of those friends like, I could sell your house. Okay, dude, no. Uh, I want somebody who's really good at it, and that's what you will find in the real estate agents uh, at real dot com. Sell your home on time and for the most amount of money. If you're moving to a new area, they will help you find the right place for your family. Realestateagentsitrust.com
0: Glenn Beck Mercury Glenn Beck
1: What uh, what 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 did the stock market finally close at yesterday?
2: Uh down over 700 points. But but only yesterday. over 700. Uh yeah, yes, great. and then we had the the really crappy budget that we discussed yesterday that passed. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. However, uh Trump uh today is talking about vetoing it, which I would agree. Oh my gosh. I mean he he should. It's a terrible bill. Uh, I I don't necessarily agree with his reasoning, which no, no, is no, no, he's no
1: no, no 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 don't say dream actor
2: yeah, he's upset that they didn't put DACA in in the in the spending bill. but again, I, I do think it's a terrible bill that should be vetoed. Uh, it will probably create some more problems with the stock market, however, because of the potential government shutdown if it doesn't go through. Oh my God, but he's he is considering a veto of the bill is what he's saying?
1: okay, so stock was down seven hundred and twenty points yesterday, and it's not just because of this horrible, horrible budget. by the way, did you hear that we've added another trillion dollars to our national debt? okay? It's now 21 trillion dollars. When was it 20 trillion dollars? When did it hit officially 20 trillion dollars? It has just now hit 21 trillion dollars? I don't know the answer to this. Hey guess.
2: I mean uh, you know last
1: year? September September. We've added a trillion dollars to our debt since September. That's a problem. That's a problem. So anyway, uh, uh, so there were a couple of things that happened yesterday. This out of control budget. The debt is going crazy. And then also the trade war has we've received the answer from China. The first answer. Yeah. Yeah. The first answer. And this goes to a larger principle issue. I mean, we
2: can talk about the details here and because they, they're going to put $3 billion uh, of new tariffs on our products. So yes. it's going to wind up hurting all the businesses here. But the principle is larger, right? You, pull, you, you step back and you realize conservatives believe in the free market. Conservatives believe in lower taxes. And now what we're doing is not only taking a tax on ourselves— which is what you do when you put a tariff on a product coming into your country. But you're also now getting a a, 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 a response from China and they're putting a tax on our distributors. So now our our products are less competitive
1: around the world. Wine, fresh fruit, uh, dried fruit, nuts, steel pipes, modified ethanol. And uh, I'm sorry to break it to the ginseng. Uh, oh, no! Uh, Don't uh, yeah, say St. Palmer's. John's Ward is going to get a No, St. John's Ward is, no terror? is safe right oh. now But ginseng is First shot from China
0: Glenn Beck Mercury You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program
1: Holy cow Welcome to the program. In the last six months, we have become so rich. Uh, we have uh, gone, we have uh, gone into uh, debt another trillion dollars in the last six months. Uh, let's take this. How much was it? How how much from George Washington to George Bush? So two thousand from seventeen ninety one or eighty nine, right? to uh to 2000. Yeah, so George Bush uh, takes over and it's about eh, almost 6 trillion dollars. 6 trillion. Mm-hmm. Okay, then September 11th happens and uh, we just go insane and when he leaves office how what's the debt? About eh, 10 trillion, uh, 11 trillion I guess. Okay. Let's say eleven. So he almost doubles it. Yeah. Okay. He takes it from six to eleven. So he adds five trillion dollars. Now think of this. That's five trillion dollars. We're getting the military ready for a war. We're rebuilding. We're fighting a war. We've created the largest federal bureaucracy, the Department of Homeland Security. We've spent all of this money on our airports. And remember, it's two wars, not one. You yeah. also have the bank
2: bailout. You have the auto bailout. You have Katrina. And you have the financial crisis of that era. Remember all the accounting scandals and all of those things.
1: Okay, so that's $5 trillion. $5 trillion. Think of that. Two wars, the bailouts, the GM bailout, the uh, uh, everything that we did. Everything that we did. $5 trillion. Obama comes in because he says it's un-American to rack up in eight years $5 trillion in debt. He comes <laughs> and that's in... that's why he didn't do it. <laughs> that's right. He did not rack up $5 trillion in debt. Okay, so it's uh, $11 trillion when Obama comes in, mm-hmm. and when he leaves? Uh, he leaves and it's $20 trillion. Okay. It's un-American for $5 trillion... So it's mega Doppler un-American, I guess, uh, for $9 trillion. Well, he said it
2: was un-American to get $5 trillion. He did more than that, but he just said it was $5 trillion was was un-American. Right. $9 trillion might be American. You know, we, Who knows? We didn't get a clarification on that one because no know what? one
1: had ever done it in history. <laughs> okay. So, yes, no one had ever racked up $9 trillion in, uh, in eight years. Okay. But here's the exciting news. We've gone from just over a trillion dollars a year in debt under Obama to now another world record. We are in the Guinness World Record book yet again. Yay. America's number one. We're number one. We're They're number, number one. one. We've just racked up one trillion dollars of debt since September. That's six months. So that's more than than twice as fast as barack obama was doing it yeah and i mean obviously you come in as
2: president and you have everyone else before you and the the policies already oh um, i know you know but uh, you know the left will argue that they think the tax cuts are going to make this worse um of course remember barack obama raised taxes and he was putting up a trillion dollars a year yeah Yeah. Um, so um, it didn't really work for him did it? No, and of course you know there's a lot of uh there's a lot of uh problems with the with the de- with the debt and 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 issues well, then, that are stem new-
1: from the Obama administration we're still dealing with but we haven't exactly improved things. The new budget, it was told to us yesterday, the new budget will put us at uh, from 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 21 trillion dollars where we are today to 38 trillion dollars in debt. Um, you know, in in the next 10 years. Nope.
2: So And we talked about it yesterday, this would be the highest level this new budget would have, be the highest level of discretionary spending. In any year in U.S. history, higher than every year of the Obama administration. Now, Trump has come out today and say that he he, he may
1: veto it. Yeah, but so not because of that, but I'll take it. But OK, so so listen to this. Do you know do you know Have you ever heard the story about the uh, uh, the the Persian that invented uh, chess and invented the chessboard and said, I'm going to give you uh, uh, the uh, the the Persian king was so. Uh, grateful he said what i've got to give you whatever you want because this is the greatest game ever and he said your majesty all I want is one grain of rice and then double it on every square of the chessboard so on the chessboard it's one grain of rice and then the next square it's two grains of rice and the next square it's four grains of rice and then the next square it's uh eight grains of rice i that's all I want and the And the Persian king said, that sounds totally reasonable because I can't do math. (laughs) And so I think that's totally reasonable. And then he realized that by the time he got to the end of the chessboard, it would be all the rice in the world. Oh, my gosh. We have doubled the federal. It took us 200 years uh, to get to the first, uh, what, six trillion dollars then we almost doubled it in 8 years but then we almost doubled that in 8 years and now we're on pace to double that so I, I don't know if anybody else has noticed but this is exponential growth it's good when it comes to your cell phone it's really bad when it comes to your debt
2: going to be a lot of rice we're going to have to pay at the end of this <laughs> We're to owe a lot of rice. It's not good. It's not good, and I don't think that there's no motivation for these guys to fix these problems. I mean, they all look. Well, I obviously
1: you know, hang on. Other than the enslavement of our children and their children, I mean, other than other than that, other than you know, I when I told I don't mean to mislead you when I told you the story of the Persian king, I think he could do math, and that's why he said no to that deal. Otherwise. The guy who invented the chessboard would still be ruling the world from the grave because he would have amassed all of the rice in the world, which was food. So he would have just everybody would have paid him everything. It didn't work out that way. We don't even know the guy's name. So the 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 the, the emperor did know that's not a deal. I am going to make the, our. I think our congressman would make that deal, and they do they do understand math. They just, for some reason or another, don't care that it's their children and our children and our children's children that will be paying the rest of the world in rice forever. I mean, there's no way to pay this off. Nobody is going to bail us out. So they have all of this. Can you imagine if I said, imagine what would be said about the parents who just racked up bills and there was no bankruptcy? And there was no, well, hey, he died, so after you die, the debt goes away. It's all passed on to your children. Imagine if I said, I'm going to build the biggest freaking house. I'm going to have every modern electronic in it that I want. I'm going to take crazy trips. I'm, I'm going I'm to study the sex life of the potato bug in my driveway for no apparent reason whatsoever. Uh, and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna spend money like it's water, <laughs> like it's water. And uh, when I die, uh, the kids will owe all the money. Can you imagine what would be said about that parent? They would be like, uh, the kids would kill that parent. Kids would be like, uh no, Dad, Mom, stop. Okay, stop. Okay, I'm gonna have to. Well oh, damn they took away all the guns. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stab you with this paper plate <laughs> knife and shoot you with my finger gun. Can you I would give... you it's so immoral what we're doing. It is. can I give you
2: a slightly more charitable way of thinking of it? Sure, sure. Guy, let me be a little charitable to the 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 people in Washington today. Okay. I kind of see it as it's almost like uh you and i uh glenn um w- are known as um something called um uh, being overweight um and uh speak for yourself <laughs> man <laughs> uh, I'm sorry maybe i uh i I'm, I'm i maybe my eyes don't work i am uh, but
1: Rubenesque.
2: <laughs> rubenesque, okay, but I mean if you think about the way Washington spends money, if you want to think about it in the best possible terms, it's kind of like you and I eating too much, like we all know that there are long-term consequences to this. We know that in 10, and 20 years, we will be paying brutally for the terrible choices of Hostess products that we jam down our gullet every day. We know that down the line, uh, the, the, going by and picking up that extra slice of pizza is not a good idea. And you think of all of these little choices that they constantly make. Oh, well, we'll just push it down the road. That's what I do all the time, right? Like I walk by a, a, a bowl of M&M's uh, and I take a handful of them. Not because I don't know that it's going right. to kill me later on. Of course right. I know that. Right. But right now, I have to
1: make this little compromise okay. to throw a couple may more I, M&Ms down my may throat. May I just say this? You're saying this about being fat, right? And you're like, I'm I gonna am. going to throw a couple of more M&Ms in there. Yes. Okay. And that's not bad because the way it's happening to you is like you're throwing a couple more m and then maybe by the end of the week you gain half a pound or a pound or it's a really bad week and you gain four pounds. Right. Okay. This is like as if we were still babies, <laughs> okay, where you're born eight pounds, but a month later you're 16 and the doctor's like, oh, look how healthy he is. Mm-hmm. Okay. At some point that's got to stop because if you were 200 pounds this month, and 400 pounds the next month and working towards 800 pounds, somebody would say, good God, man, put the Twinkies down. That person would be my wife, and it's happening. I really am 400 pounds now.
2: I've been away for... Couple days in California. Yeah, I didn't. So- I mean,
1: I didn't double my weight. I was two thirty. Oh, good. <laughs> so it's not a problem yet. All right. Here's our uh, sponsor this half hour. So glad to uh, to have Simply Safe as part of the uh, program. They're the home security uh, company. Simply Safe. They 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 give you the power to be able to protect your home. You know, I was talking to uh, Chad, who is the the in, original inventor of Simply Safe. This is the kind of people that they are. They've spent about four years on this new uh, Simply Safe uh, package, and we talked about and this is a few years ago. We talked about you know, hey, we're going to have high definition cameras, so they'll be able to take pictures, you know, and if somebody breaks into your house. And I saw the original camera a few years ago that they were working on, and that camera never came out. They were like, "Hey, we got this camera," and it came out, and I said how come it took you so long? Cause I saw the camera and they said, uh, no, you haven't seen the new camera that we did, We decided not to go with that. And I said, why? And he said, because we were thinking about it. And I thought, I don't feel comfortable with cameras in my house. He said, so I wanted to design something that had a steel shutter to it. That was that you could see from across the room was closed. And so only when you arm the system that opens up. And he said, we had to get it right cuz I wanted to hear the So when you arm the system you can hear those cameras open and when you turn it off you can also hear we're not watching you nobody's watching you in your house It's that kind of attention to detail and your security that you'll find at Simply Safe And you own the system it's really affordable and the 24/7 monitoring is without a contract so you can cancel it anytime and it's $14.99 a month. No hidden fees, no contracts, and it's security that actually will secure your property, and you are secure as well. It's simplysafebeck.com. Go there now and find out more at simplysafebeck.com.
0: Glenn Beck Mercury. Glenn Beck
1: Welcome to the program. Glad you're here. Here's what I'm talking about.
2: I was just telling you about eating. And now you're eating. And I was like, I was desperate for food because I didn't have any breakfast. Uh. And I was like, can someone go run to a vending machine and find anything? So, of course, they, you know, someone did, which was nice because we were on the show. Sure. And I got a a nuts and, you know, fruit medley thing and a fig bar. Mm-hmm. That's I'm like, so you know fun. what? I'm eating it. I'm like, you know, this isn't my first choice for breakfast, honestly, but okay. I'll get through it. It'll fill me up. I'm in the middle of eating it, and someone walks in and says, hey, I'm making a run to McDonald's. You want
1: anything? Yes, I do. And you know what? That's that's what and our to does. I ran to McDonald's before you got here. I had some McDonald's before you got here, and uh, uh, when you came in and you were like, you know, I'm going to order something good, and you started reading, you know, the pancakes and stuff, honestly, part of me went. Oh, I yeah. can convince myself I didn't just have two McRiddles. <laughs> I'm I'm totally cool. <laughs> it's just bad. We have a real problem. By the way, mm-hmm. you said, can you run to a vending machine? Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe my hearing is going or something, because I swear to you, I thought I heard uh, would somebody run to the bending machine and I was like Wow, that they have those? Like well, what would what would it do? Something that would I mean, I would prefer like a shoe tying machine. But oh. if it'll help me bend over a bit and just, you know, so I don't have to work so hard bending over, just have, you know, just stand up against the wall and it's like bending machine ready. Yeah, bend, put my arms out, manipulate my fingers so it'll just tie my shoes. Mm-hmm. All right, stand up straight, wheel me to the car. I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm okay with just having some sort of exoskeleton. But it has to be an expanding ex- exoskeleton. This is, this is why the Matrix is such a great thing, if it happens, because then you're just laying down. But, you know, okay, so, but wait, hang on just a second. I'm for that, <laughs> but did you see that... No, and I'm serious. There's, I'm there's for no
2: that. ideological nope, uh, I'm for range here on the conversation of whether we're for or against the
1: Matrix. We're both for we're it. We're both for it. However, you know, Zuckerberg says there's, what, a 50% chance we're already in the Matrix, I am really pissed if this is the Matrix. Okay, mm-hmm. life is too hard. It's too there's too many things. If we are in the Matrix, hear my voice, Pod people, revolt and rise up until they make our life a lot sweeter. Okay, uh, if they'll totally just if they'll just upgrade, so life doesn't suck quite so much, or. At least give me a bending machine. You give me a bending machine in the Matrix and I won't revolt. I'll be okay. Glenn
0: Beck. Mercury. Love. Courage. Truth. Glenn
1: Beck. Five tough looking teenage faces looking right at you over the word ENOUGH, all in caps. These kids, they're fed up. They say enough, and they mean business, and they speak for an entire generation. They're not just five kids. Every single kid on planet Earth has had enough. They are the five anti-gun advocates who survived the Parkland shooting. Emma Gonzalez, David Hogg, Cameron Kasky, Jacqueline Corrin, and Alex Wind. Time Magazine. We found out a few years ago that Time Magazine will put any clown on its cover based on the Time, Time article where they represent a generation. Enough! You would assume that Parkland students as a whole are in agreement on the issue, that they've disavowed the Second Amendment out of disgust. When one Twitter user asked why Time had not included the shooting survivor Kyle Kazhov, who supports gun rights, you know, has called out the media for using victims of the shooting to push a narrative, here's what I mean. I think there's
2: definitely a media blackout. Everything
3: that isn't Fox News doesn't agree with my agenda practically. Um, and they've just they haven't been reaching out. And then I was supposed to have a CNN interview yesterday, but that got canceled. And there's a clear media blackout um, for people who don't have the same agenda as the news organization.
1: Okay. All right. So here's what's happening. The mainstream media's approach is step one, exploit a crisis. Never let a crisis go to waste. Step two, selectively choose the victims who will confirm your and your audience's bias. When asked by time or asked, asked of time, why 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 did you only include the students that support gun rights? Because well, that would make time unbiased. Excuse me, why? Something's happening in the country right now. Did you see what happened with Citigroup? Citigroup has now said they're not going to provide uh, any kind of credit cards, banking services. For anybody who wants to sell a gun to anyone under twenty-one, any business—if you're selling guns, you can't do, you can't bank with Citigroup uh, if you're selling those guns to anyone under twenty-one. Well, excuse me, that's that's the law. It's you can sell them now. If the law changes, what is that? I can't, I cannot own a business. I can't have a flower shop. I can't have a photography business. I can't have a bakery if I don't toe the line and participate in gay weddings. However, the same constitution that they're interpreting saying that you can't do that. Citigroup can say we're not doing business with anybody who is abiding by the law. And there's no outcry welcome to it gang we are in a fascistic america it's just being done right under our nose and not necessarily through the government
0: it's friday march 23rd this is the glenn beck
1: program bill o'reilly BillOReilly.com bill time magazine enough enough did you did you read I, it did you read, did you read the case i saw that,
4: it yes beck they, i am a man who is on a mission mm-hmm. of information okay so i did see it yes thank you all right.
1: <laughs> all right did you read it though because the entire generation has spoken
4: yeah of course but there are a couple of good things here that have come out of this. Number one, the, there has not been a popular uprising, a hysteria, to ban weapons in the United States. That's what Time Magazine and CNN and the New York Times want. Didn't happen. All right? In fact, Trump wanted a federal law uh, to ban the sale of weapons, uh, high-grade high weapons, to anyone under 18, um, uh, to anyone under 21. 21 yes, would be the, uh, would be the uh, cutoff age. Yeah, And he couldn't get it done, and then he himself said, there's just no will to do it by anybody here in Washington because the people don't seem to want it. Now, they did it in Florida, but they on the federal level, they couldn't get it done because there wasn't a popular outcry. So that's the good news. But why are you surprised that Time Magazine, which is going bankrupt and has been a left-wing concern for decades, I'm not are doing this? You're not surprised, yeah, right? No,
1: I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I am surprised that Citigroup is doing what they're doing. When Citigroup says, uh, l- l- let me give you this. Thursday, yesterday, they prohibited the sale of firearms to customers who have not passed a background check or who are younger than 21. It also bars the sale of bump stocks and high-capacity magazines. What does that even mean? It will apply to clients who offer credit cards backed by Citigroup or borrow money or using banking services or raise capital through Citigroup.
4: Uh, wow. Wow. But it's all BS because Citigroup can't possibly monitor that stuff. They, they can't monitor it. So if you bring a credit card, a Citigroup Mastercard, into a store and you buy a weapon, they're not going to be able to
1: track it. Well, they're not going to be able to do it. But hang on just all a right? second. What they're what they're saying though is, if you are a if if you're wanting to do business, you're a gun store. And yes. you you need a bank if your bank is Citigroup you're out you can't get funding you can't get loans you can't they're not going to take your transactions unless you say I won't sell high capacity magazines and I I won't sell uh, I won't sell bump stocks and I I, 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 I won't sell to anyone under 21
4: that's
3: okay. a pretty
1: big deal well,
4: they, again they can't monitor that it's impossible to monitor it so it's a symbolic statement. But if I okay. were a retail store, I would say, all right, I'm not going to do business with you either, Citibank, because there's a million other places you can do right. business. All right, so what Americans who listen to the Glenn Beck program and go to BillOReilly.com have to decide is what kind of country that you want. And I think in this, pl- this situation, Americans have decided That they want to be able to defend themselves. Right. And they aren't going to buy into the far left vision that the government will control how you defend yourself. And all the polls show that. And no matter what the media does, jumping up and down, uh, it's not going to change anytime soon. That's good news.
1: That's actually good. But uh, but I I will tell you this, Bill, I'm I'm you know, I can't take the duplicity here that a baker must bake a cake for a uh, for a gay wedding must Uh, you can't just go to another bakery. But Citigroup, one of the largest banking institutions in the world and one the United States government bailed out is now saying we're not going to fund people who are selling constitutionally legal uh firearms we're not you're
4: objecting to their hypocrisy i am i am hypocrisy
1: and the fact that these people have gotten government money they have gotten government bailouts there's only i mean the banks now what do we have 10 big banks six big banks if they decide to do this uh in in other banks decide to follow suit you will see gun stores not be able to get any loans, no revolving loans, no lines of credit, won't be able to take any credit cards. You'll be able to shut down the Second Amendment in other ways.
4: Well, I think that's an excellent point. That's probably the back door way they're going. But um, somebody should sue Citibank and and somebody. say this is unconstitutional and you can't do this. Um and let's see how the courts rule. If the courts are going to rule against the baker, then the gun owner, all right, or the, or the person who wants to own a gun, is or the, in the person same selling the, as the gay yes. wedding person, right?
1: Exactly right.
4: exactly, so, exactly right. You assume the NRA, um, who actually wouldn't talk to me, back I was very offended um they wouldn't provide a spokesperson for the uh, bill O'Reilly.com broadcast that uncovered who's really behind the big march tomorrow. Uh-huh. Aha. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, what do you mean they wouldn't to? provide? I'm sure will after this program airs be launched because let's see let's see what the federal courts do when presented with this the situation that's almost the same.
1: Yes. I would uh I I would uh, I would hope that people uh, exercise uh, their right to bank with someone else or to if you're a gun store and this affects you, I hope that you file a uh, legal suit. All right, the uh, another shutdown is looming. It goes to the Senate now. this what do you think of the spending bill?
4: Ah uh, Beck, you know, uh, do I uh, what do I think of it? The government spends far too much money. They don't really care that the debt is $21 trillion. If Trump is going to survive as a president, he's got to keep the machine rolling. He gets the military money he wants and a little wall money. So it'll get it'll get done. It's all about politics. And so the train he rolls says, down the tracks.
1: He says he will veto this bill because it he doesn't. May. He's saying yeah, he's, he may. Yeah. Uh, because it doesn't include the DREAM Act. Uh, I mean, protesting DACA, in yeah. going
4: Number one, he's not going to veto the, the spending yeah. bill. All right, yeah. so he can say whatever he wants to say, but he's not going to do that. Uh, He's just trying to play a political game to put the Democrats in a bad place.
1: So let, let me ask you this. <clears throat> Yesterday, <clears throat> he hired uh, John Bolton. Yeah. And the, and the press was saying, John Bolton, another Fox News contributor. No, he was the ambassador to the United <laughs> Nations. It's not, you know, he's not hiring a Fox News contributor. He's hiring a guy who was the ambassador of the United Nations. What do you, you know, think? When, of-
4: I, when I first heard the story, I didn't get the name. I thought Brian Kilmeade was was hired.
1: <laughs> right, for- <laughs>
4: right. National That's the Security way they're treating Fire. it. And you know what? I, I said, would have a kill is going to be a judge of North Korea.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I know. I know. It was it really was. They're treating this like it was Steve Ducey appointed to the cabinet. No, let not. Yeah, well, not- that's next. Right. So, okay. what what do you think of what do you think of John
3: Bolton?
4: Well, I'm growing a mustache right now, uh, by right. the way, in simpatico with uh, the ambassador. Um, I think Bolton is a hard liner. Um, is he Dr. Strangelove? I hope not. You uh, don't no, know was, him very well. I didn't use him a lot on the factor because it was kind of a one note with the ambassador. Um, it, there wasn't a lot of subtext to his, uh, opinion. So I don't put on people who are kind of predictable. So I didn't use them a lot, but I can't really tell you, his, he's very smart and, but I can tell you this, the guy who's running national security is not John Bolton. It is the Secretary of Defense Mattis. He's running yes. the show. And that yes. will continue.
1: Yes. All right, back with Bill O'Reilly from BillOreilly.com here in just a second. Uh, let me tell you about ZipRecruiter. You need great people to work with if you're looking to find new employees and or just the right one. You have a job that is really critical, important, or critically important, and you need just the right person. ZipRecruiter is going to help you post on a hundred different job sites, which is really important and helpful because you don't have time to do that yourself. But more importantly, they don't just wait for somebody to respond. They ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for, and it's an intelligent uh, it's an intelligent app that goes out now and looks for the exact person you're describing it finds them even if they haven't uh gone and seen your your post it will go out and find them and then it invites them hey there's this job opening you should apply for when that application comes in it's highlighted so you just don't get a stack of 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 applications it goes back and it sorts through and says these are the priority people that seem to fit exactly what you're looking for. This is the ZipRecruiter difference, and you can find out today why people in the first day, 80% of employers get a qualified candidate through the door in the first day. It's ZipRecruiter.com Beck. Try it for free now at ZipRecruiter.com Beck. Glenn Beck Mercury. land back so there's you know a lot of things that uh that i understand that bill is you know you know looks and says i uh, you know i i don't i don't know how modern electronics and television and remote control work um and then there are things that he understands that i have no concept on he is a trump whisper he's my trump whisperer so let me ask you this bill uh yes put yourself you put yourself into the office the press had this i mean they had like i swear to you they have an aneurysm uh, every time that donald trump shifts in his chair you know he called uh, <laughs> put, he called putin to congratulate okay right. now here's the here's the thing in that story it said that people in the administration told him you can't do that I, Right. If, if i understand trump If I didn't want him to call Putin, I would say, you know, the first thing you have to do, Mr. President, you must call Vladimir Putin, because then he'd be like, "Uh, no, I'm not doing that. But you tell him not to do something, you can guarantee he's going to do it. Am I wrong? Very
4: good, Beck. Yes, thank you. He's a lot like you. It's the same kind of thing. (laughs) It really is. It really is. The way you handle Beck is if you don't want Beck, uh, you don't want. If you way you handle Trump is yes. If you don't want Trump to call Vlad, all right, because Vlad's a villain. As I told Trump in my interview, my last interview with him on Super Bowl 2017, you don't want that to happen. You say, Mister President. it looks like uh, Putin won the election, which of course was a total fraud. But something you may not know, the CIA picked up that in a private phone call, um, Putin called you a moron.
1: <laughs> I don't know if we want to start lying to the president. I, no, no. You <laughs> I mean, it would work, phone, but. You,
4: you say in a phone call, okay? <laughs> yeah. Now, the odds are. That Putin has called Trump a moron a thousand times. Okay, so you're probably <laughs> right. not lying. Right. The odds are with you, but <laughs> okay. all you have to do is say that, and then Trump will never ever, you know, Let do anything friendly to Putin. Let me ask so you that's this: That's how you handle him. You got to put a you got to put a negative on it. Um, but you know, Trump is he's he's the kind of a guy who he listens to what you say at the moment. But if it doesn't, if it isn't a personal thing, he doesn't incorporate it. So there's got to be a personal attachment to Donald Trump about the point you're making in order for him to really get the point or even uh, consider the point. You see what so I'm saying? So
1: you're kind of—I about- mean, yeah. I mean, you're 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 joking. I know, but you're kind of half serious about. You, know, you are serious, serious about, about that, the point.
4: That last thing
1: right you're you serious to, about you the point personalize
4: of personalize everything you have to personalize it all
1: so let me let me go here uh and and we may have to take a break because this may be a longer discussion but i'm sure you saw the twitter fight between between joe biden and donald trump which i think is hysterical yeah. Uh you know, Joe Biden is like, I would have taken him back behind the school and I would have beat the snot out of him. And right. then tr- Trump's like, I could beat you up. My dad's bigger than your dad. And uh, they start yeah. going at it. I-, I would like the Bill O'Reilly opinion in a fight. Which one wins?
4: Andrew Jackson.
1: <laughs> no, seriously.
4: Come on. Which one? See, Andrew I think Jackson would shoot them both. And it wouldn't be a fight. Not since old Hickory was in the White House. Right. Have we had this level of discourse?
1: I know. Well, yes, we have. But
4: uh, I've. I've. I've, I've I think Biden might win that because he would grab Trump's hair.
1: I have to tell you, I think Trump would pound Biden. I think Biden would run around the ring like a little girl. (laughs) I I think. No, come on. (laughs) And Middle got, class, Joe. You're talking about lunchbox, I am, Joe. I am. I think. I think Trump actually. He's got some. He's got some heft to him. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's he a would. Big, big man. He's a big man. I think he'd pound Biden into, and he wouldn't be afraid. He's already been in the ring. He's you know. He's he's WrestleMania. He'd do it. <laughs> he'd do it.
4: It's the hair though, Beck. You got to watch that hair. Um, all right. That gives Biden um, a little bit of an advantage. Right. Uh, right. If it's gloves, you're probably right.
1: <laughs> no biting. No biting, Joe. Uh, back in a minute with Bill O'Reilly.
0: Glenn Beck. Mercury. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
1: So something that uh, that Bill O'Reilly, who joins us now predicted uh, right after the uh, first of the year he said that the media would go crazy and make it all about affairs and women and the me too movement and uh i don't even know if stormy daniels was known at that point but bill you are spot on that's that's all they're concentrating on now
4: yeah and there'll be more to come um it's interesting that it's not getting as much traction in the TV ratings um, as I thought it might, uh, because Americans now, I think, even the ones who don't like Donald Trump, know this is a corrupt deal. So let me define the corrupt deal. The hate Trump press, we move him at all costs, We want a coup, a media coup, to take out a president in the United States. They know now that Mueller is not likely to indict Trump or any high-ranking Trump officials on anything. Mm -hmm. All right, they know that.
1: They've just abandoned that now,
4: pretty much because the Inspector General of the Justice Department's report is due soon, and that will say that the FBI just booted. both the Hillary Clinton and the Russian collusion investigations. That's what that report's going to say. If it didn't say that, McCabe never would have been fired. Because the report is done. All right? All right, so. Then the media, led by CNN, turns to the women. So the women come forward and they say whatever they want to say. But most of the women want money. They're doing it for money. Obviously, um, the porn actress wants to go and and be paid for doing whatever she does on stage. And she can jack up her fees because she's now famous. Mm -hmm. So they want money. And people know that. They know know,
1: it. You know what's, what's crazy, Bill, is we cannot live, our society cannot function at any level if you can agree to a settlement to avoid court and this works for the people this doesn't work for necessarily just the corporations it works for the people too if you if you're going after you know i i'm going to go after procter and gamble who uh you know treated me this way procter and gamble has all the money in the world to fight it so it's many times much better to make them pay uh, and, and and settle out of court. Otherwise, you're going to be broke with a chance of just not winning anything, and your life is going to be turned upside down. So settlements are reasonable and good for several reasons, but these people are, are signing these settlements or signing these uh, statements for the payday and for the payoff. Some of them are real. Some of them are not. But if they sign that, and then they don't abide by the spirit of it, nobody's going to offer settlements, are
4: they? No, and it's worse than that. It's a fraud upon the court. Yes. So these lawyers, and it's lawyer-driven, they say, oh, uh, you really didn't know what you were signing, did you? Oh, no, I didn't really know. So therefore, we're not going to abide by it. Now, what the courts have to do, the federal courts, is they have to slap these people down. Look, if you settle a case, and I know this, I'm a poster boy for this, that doesn't mean you're saying you did anything wrong. It just means that the accommodation being made is economically, socially, whatever it may be, better than dragging something out for three years And getting trashed in the media. All right? So you're not pleading guilty to anything. Yet that is what these people are doing. They're saying, well, all settlements mean you did it. And we don't have to honor it anyway. We'll take the money and then we'll turn around and violate everything that we signed. The courts have got to start. To really crack down on this hard with punitive action, or we will have chaos, which we already have, in the civil judicial system. And therefore, worthy cases are going to be backed up for eight, ten years. If you don't have any settlements and you got to try everything, you'll never get your day in court. So, this is a very serious thing, and of course, the media and the greedy lawyers couldn't care less about the country or destroying the fabric of what we have in a justice system that doesn't really work now so there's, so it's there's heading to anarchy
1: so there's there's the 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 stormy Daniels, which you know I don't know i i at this point i don't care she doesn't have any credibility uh he doesn't necessarily have any credibility i and, and i don't i don't I'm beyond it. Um, the, the thing that the one person that does have seemingly some credibility because she never took a, uh, a payday was this, uh, this apprentice, uh, person who took Donald Trump to court. The court decided this week that yes, he is go- She can take him to court, even though she's, he's the president. All right. who, who's her lawyer? Uh, I, I, I don't know. Who's Gloria Allred.
4: Okay. Do well, I have was to say a, anymore? You don't. Nope. Uh, nope. You, you just solved that it. one. All right. Thank <laughs> all you <laughs> very much. <laughs> all Thank this stuff. Thank
2: you, everyone. <laughs> good, good night, everybody. Good night. Uh, Bill, I think this, all this stuff ties in really well with a column you wrote this week about how the media is targeting and going after people for their political views. Uh, we've everybody uh, who is in this conversation has been a victim of this at some level. Uh, you think this is getting worse?
4: Well, I've tagged it the destroy industry. There is now an industry in the United States to destroy human beings. And it's owned by the far left, funded by George Soros and people like that. Very, very behind the scenes. Very dark. Nobody reports on it. But it is an industry. So it's get Bill O'Reilly. Get Sean Hannity. Get Glenn Beck. Get Roger Ailes. Get Donald Trump. And there's a big list. These people actually have conference calls twice a week. Mm -hmm. Two times a week. And how are we doing getting this person? Do we have a sponsor boycott up and running on that show? It's Rush Limbaugh is on that list. Um, It is unbelievable what is happening. And who's going to stop it? Who's going to stop it?
1: Well, I, I will tell you this. It is disturbing because they are now in the offices of Facebook and YouTube and Google. And they they even, are the...
4: Every mechanism yeah. of communication that we have. Yes. Well, I wrote this column, and I really appreciate you pointing it out, Stu. It's on BillOReilly.com, okay? It, it, it's, I'm, I'd love to even read it, but I'm not going to, of course, do that. But I back up what I say with names, all right, and, and how it's going down. And people, you know, I'm not a conspiratorialist, Beck. That's your, that's your playing field. That's not me.
1: <laughs> I believe right, the things that I pointed out were all right.
4: <laughs> all right? And I'm reporting. And that's why it's so important for people to check out BillOReilly.com. And, by the way, we have a whole bunch of clips posted this weekend free so that people see the investigative reporting we're doing on this website, in addition to our analysis, but I'll tell you what, this is so dark and so evil, and, and there's so much money behind it, that if you speak your mind in this country and you're a conservative or a traditional person, you're a target.
1: Are you concerned and you at all? A- anything, or,
4: or they can contrive anything, because accusa- all accusations are convictions now in the New York Times, okay? Okay. It is horrible, and you—you you said at the beginning of our show, we're descending into a fascist state here.
1: Yeah. Are you—are you concerned at all, Bill, uh, uh, about your voice on the internet? That uh, you know, Dennis Prager is now being banned, and and you know, hit the Prager University. Those, those yes, are those, those are fact-based, not hate-driven. They're really well done. Uh, and th- and they are being banned on YouTube, and and demonetized. Well, if you can't get your stuff on YouTube, if you if you're demonetized, there's no voice out there. There's none. It is,
4: right. it is absolutely terrifying. All right, what is happening in the communications industry as the network news, cable news, all of those concerns in five years aren't going to have any influence because viewers are fleeing and they're going into the internet so the youtubes and and all of this other business i'm a luddite but i have my people on it they're going to control (laughs) the flow of information
1: all the twitters and the youtubes uh and the facebooks that are out there um, Bill, uh, you are on it and, uh, and I really appreciate it and, uh, appreciate your stance and, and, and that you, uh, come on every week and, and, you know, hawk some t-shirt or something that you're selling.
4: No, no, no t-shirts. Just the general arch of Bill <laughs> where t-shirts are available. Right, okay. And there you go. There one you go. Thing, yes. Kill, killing England after six months in the marketplace, still selling 2000 copies a week back. And I'm telling you, it's it's a great book. People will love it if they're going on vacation. And I appreciate you having me on. You know, I mean, uh, you're you're the guy that. Uh, no, no,
1: no, don't 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 suck up to me. You've already sucked up right. to Sue today. Don't suck up to me. Don't do all it. Right. All right, Bill O'Reilly. That Thanks that was a lot. A mistake. Thanks a lot, brother. <laughs> all right, Car Shield. I'm sitting here looking at my uh, look at my son who has what year is your Jetta? 2009 Jetta. How much? Uh, how much did you just shout it out? How much? How much did that sensor cost you? Two thousand. Two thousand. You talked him down a little. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So two thousand dollars. He was like, I can't. I don't know what I'm gonna do, Dad. I'm like, should have had car shield. They would have covered that. He goes and he gets the 2000 gets the $2000 he gives it to the repair shop which had to be the dealership no other repair person could do it it has to be the dealership so that's why it was jacked up in price uh and then he gets into the car they drive it out and turn it off he gets in and he turns the key doesn't start and uh, the problem this time was key uh, uh, real loud gradual. The key module doesn't work. The key module doesn't work. So uh, uh, another another little chip. Another little chip. So here's the thing. Get Car Shield. Get Car Shield.
2: If if only a family member was doing commercials for Car Shield, (laughs) maybe he would have learned this
1: lesson in advance. You you might. You Mm. might listen to your father. Get Car Shield. Uh, Car Shield is uh, is a service that I have on the two trucks that we have. If you have if you have a vehicle that is you know five thousand or one hundred and fifty thousand miles on it, and it doesn't have warranty, Car Shield is really going to make your life a lot easier. If you've got a an an older car, the, it's a chip, man. How much does that chip really cost? It doesn't cost two grand. Uh and these things happen. So, call Car Shield now at uh, carshield.com. Let me see if I can get their phone number here. carshield.com uh 1-800-CAR-6100. 1-800-CAR-6100. Mention the promo code beck. I got a little pull over there. Uh, And they'll give you a discount carshield.com use the promo code save 10% carshield.com promo code back deductible may apply
0: Glenn Beck Mercury Glenn Beck
1: so glad you're here uh Chuck Schumer had an announcement had an announcement yesterday that came as a surprise uh, to me. Listen to this. You have it, Sarah. Chuck Schum. Yep, Chuck Schumer on. Chuck Schumer on austerity. Austerity.
4: This spending agreement brings the era of austerity to an unceremonious end, and represents one of the most significant investments in the middle class in recent history.
1: Okay. All right. So I want to. A couple of things. First of all, Chuck got everything that he's wanted. He's got that huge investment in the middle class. So if it doesn't work, remember Chuck Schumer. (laughs) But also, more importantly, the end of austerity? The the last 10 years, this has been austerity? (laughs) We've bailed everybody out. We've we've invested in infrastructure. We've doubled the national debt, more than doubled the national debt. We've 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 given people health insurance. They've gotten everything they've wanted. The cupboards were bare. This is austerity. Wow! Absolutely incredible that you could make that statement. I mean, only the arrogance of somebody in Washington could say that.
2: And I just I can't. And I know this is somewhat partisan. Can I say? Can I say something somewhat partisan? I, you know today? what? Say something wholly partisan. Wholly partisan, yes. if I may. Yeah. If Chuck Schumer is happy, I am not happy. And the fact that Chuck Schumer is happy with a deal that he negotiated when the Republicans were in control of the House, Senate, and
1: presidency is incredibly okay, disturbing. May I make you feel better or worse? Okay, sure. Okay, I'm not sure which one. That's not partisan. That's principled. You know what Chuck Schumer's principles are. Yeah. We are not in austerity. Austerity doesn't have you spend $9 trillion in eight years. That's not austerity. This bill hasn't. We just spent $1 trillion. We added a $1 trillion to our debt in the last six months. It, and then he announces the end of austerity because we've just signed a new spending bill that will spend it even faster. That's not austerity that's that's not partisan to say that you know his principles your principles are diametrically opposed when it comes to spending and the size and scope of government if he is happy with something that has been done with the size and the scope and the spending i can guarantee i don't have to read it i i mean i should but he hasn't read it either
0: Glenn Beck, Mercury. Love, courage, truth. Glenn Beck.
1: Well, the gravy days in Washington appear to be over for Silicon Valley companies. This is really, really good news. After years of pretty much doing anything that they pleased with little regulation Tech giants like Google, Facebook, Twitter have been in the doghouse recently because of the Russian election meddling and shady data mining. But this week, they were also handed their first significant defeat as the Senate passed a sex trafficking bill by a vote of 97 to 2. I don't know who these two people were, but I got to find out. How you were against this is beyond me. The House uh, passed this bill last month. So it's now going to go to President Trump's desk for signing, and I'm sure he's going to sign this. This is really important. The legislation makes websites liable for knowingly facilitating sex trafficking. And all of these websites have been hiding behind saying, we can't police everything. And they said, no, 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 that's not what the bill says. It says if you're knowingly doing it. The law was aimed really at sites like Backpage.com which is accused of posting ads that promote the trafficking of minors. Now, here's the thing. It's not that they just posted those. They went in and they were saying what the code words is, what the code words are, how to change the language so you could communicate to those who are trying to buy minors and how you speak that language to make your ad a little more effective. It was evil and sick. State's attorneys will now be able to prosecute websites that host, host the sex trafficking content. And victims of sex trafficking are also going to be al- allowed now to sue those uh, websites. I think it was the uh, the Village Voice, isn't it, that Backpage originally came from? And the, the, the owners of Village Voice, they were like, okay, we're going to get rid of the Village Voice. We're going to keep Backpage because there was so much money to be made on it. And there's a lot of money that they have made on the destruction of human beings. The bill was co-authored by uh, Ohio Republican Rob Portman and uh, uh, Dick Blumenthal from uh, Connecticut. The, the tech industry initially lobbied hard against the bill because they're afraid it's going to open up the websites to lawsuits over contents that, content that users post. But it, it is my understanding it's very carefully crafted, in recent weeks, they have backed down on their opposition because, you know, everybody was hammering them over, you know, the election interference and the data breaches and, you know, their overall role in the U.S. culture. They thought, you know what? I don't think we're going to protect the sex traffickers anymore. So we have had a, a a week of juvenile insults and politics. We're heading into a week long uh, or a weekend of of more divisive left-wing posturing at the March for Our Lives. But it is nice to see that both sides of the aisle can agree on something almost unanimously. This is a rare chance to applaud both sides of Congress. Legislation that is vitally important and long overdue, the trafficking of children. When it happens online, most of it on Backpage.com, they are finally going to put these people out of business, possibly out of money, and hopefully those who are acting criminally behind bars for trafficking in children. Good job, Congress.
0: It's Friday, March 23rd. This is the Glenn Beck program.
1: All right. Let's let me tell you a story about two cafe owners. Uh, These these two cafe owners, they, you know, is their dream to own a cafe and they they started it in the uh, uh, in the lobby of a superior court. And it's a, you know, cafe that everybody comes and they have lunch. Uh, And it's, it's independently run and it's these, these two people have been there for 11 years. They've been, uh, you know, doing a great job in business, but it's a small business. Somebody walks in and sits down. They don't know who it was. They are disgusted by what they have to endure. And they, they file a complaint with the county. Now these guys are going to be losing their business. In fact, in about 20 minutes, they're going to a court hearing here in California, and they may lose their business because someone complained that the Muzak that they're playing includes Christian music. And my gosh, you cannot sit in a cafe, a public space, and, and have Muzak that is Christian. They also had Christmas decorations up at one point. Yes. Christmas decorations. And that was offensive as well. So they were ordered to take down all of the decorations. They're not allowed to put anything religious on the walls. And they certainly cannot put a Christian music on because that's really offensive. They said, "Mm, no, we're going to continue to do that. Now the County has taken away their space is putting it up for auction and they may be out they're fighting it in court carlo mango is the owner of cafe justice his wife is in court right now waiting for another hearing welcome carlo how are you
3: good morning mr beck i um, doing fine thank you so
1: tell me t- tell me uh th- i mean this I-, I read this and being from texas this is nuts this is nuts Tell me what you know. Tell me what you know about the complaint.
3: Well, after um, our, our first opportunity to to have to defend ourselves uh, in court, we have found out that the complaint was actually from a group called Freedom from Religion. It's an atheist group, and they have basically been doing this kind of stuff to different organizations. In fact, the most recent one that I've heard was they it put action last year against the Chino Unified School District for having an invocation before their board meetings. And so, um, yeah, this complaint was done to us, I guess, last year. And, uh, and we were first made known about this complaint in October.
1: All right, so you have... Have you officially lost it? Um, I mean, no. I know you're facing eviction, but is there any hope that this isn't going to go through at this point?
3: Well, there's always hope. It's just um, <laughs> uh, we are we're fighting again. We're we're Americans. We we have the right to do what we're doing, have a business, and and we you know we happen to play Christian music along with other type of music and And so we've done nothing wrong and and so that's what we're hoping to show uh, we're fighting to the end right now in eviction court uh hopefully our attorney will be able to you know put our views across and, and the judge would see fit to you know at least give us opportunity to go to trial and um Are, you there, know, there court there's court nothing theory there's, theory.
1: there's There's nothing in the lease that says anything like this, right?
3: Nothing. No, sir.
1: So what are they evicting you on? On what grounds?
3: Well, at this point, the eviction is actually a strategy from the department that's responsible for the lease. And, uh, like I said, we've been here 11 years. This is not part of what they would call the purchasing department. So there's no, uh, time limit for contracts. And as long as we're doing our, you know, what we, we're fulfilling what we, we, our service to the community here and we've broken no laws or any contract areas, we're fine. Uh, In fact, the, the courthouse, uh, I would say the regents of the superior courthouse and the rest of the staff here support us. We have a high approval rating from, from the court. And they're just as upset about this as we are.
1: Um, What happens to you and and your wife if you're put out?
3: Well, um, we, we, if they try to, you know, if this goes through with the eviction, we're still going to continue to fight. Um, you know, because again, they, they're trampling on our, our rights here. But, uh, we're going to be basically having to take all our equipment out and and store it and uh, see what what we you know as far as our occupation is concerned. This is our livelihood.
1: Yeah, and and it's not like it's not like you're in you know one uh, location that everybody has walked to and you know left their office. You're actually in the building that you service. Correct. So. And and this is a this is a um, you know a, a a federal building that is or a, a, a state building that is you know I would imagine has security and everything else so it's a hassle for people to go so they're not going to be going out and finding you in some new location you have to start from scratch
3: yes sir that's true we would I, have I don't to mean start to, from scratch
1: I don't mean to make your day worse I mean <laughs> I know you you know that um, what is your what does your attorney say.
3: Well, you know, um, the last two weeks has actually been uh, quite a miracle because we're getting so much uh, support. Uh, we started a uh, an awareness on, on social media, and we were actually uh, quite amazed with the response regarding this situation. We re- were getting people from different parts of the United States um, chiming in their support. And we've actually had a couple of uh, attorney, uh, attorneys call us up to support us in this. And uh, we actually have, uh, it, like I said, this is a fight. And like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm not normally doing things in court. And so this is a new thing for, for us, having to go to court just for doing what we do normally. And so it's, it's a whole new arena. But we're grateful because we're seeing that there's, you know, there's other Americans that are supportive of, of of our efforts and standing firm. So, so
1: how can we how can we help?
3: Well, you know, I like I said, I, I appreciate the time with you, and and just getting Americans. I think what what we're seeing right now is is um, it, it's ludicrous that we actually can have a group like this freedom from religious group uh, come in and say, I don't like what you're doing and actually have uh, a department from our uh, County kind of acquiesce to that, you know, and, and, and say, Hey, we're going to have to let you go. We're going to have to shut you down because somebody complained about your Christian music. It's, it's completely ludicrous. I mean, we're in America. And, and, and so The more people, I guess, that uh, that will regain our understanding about what what we're supposed to be as Americans, what rights we have, the more we can stand firm and and regain our ground. Are you uh, are are you
1: you're you're this county that you're in, which county is
3: it? This is San Bernardino County.
1: Uh, Is that a real liberal county or a real conservative county or or what?
3: Well, you know what? Just to give you an understanding um the I respect the board members of the county because they they pretty much uh, are good Americans. they also stand for the same things that uh, most Americans stand for regarding our our liberties and mm-hmm. in fact i I was just at the board meeting this last Tuesday to present our case before the board and the board has uh, agreed because they're not, they weren't aware of what this department was doing. Mm -hmm. And so they had agreed to uh, start an inquiry. In fact, it uh, it was just uh, pretty amazing that the, the the chairman of the board had concurred in such a way that, you know, they're, they're going to look into this. So, um, you know, this is a, the city of Ranch Cucamonga, I would say on, on the most part, is a very normal conservative uh, right. town, and and the majority of people in here disagree with what's happening. In fact, yeah. um, they're surprised that it's happening. Right. So, well,
1: I, I, I would think that you know, uh, real liberals, you know, not not progressives, and 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 you know, the fascistic side of progressivism uh would be would be for this. Everybody should be standing for your right to liberty. Um Carlo, where where can people reach out to you or what's your Facebook page?
3: Well we uh we have a Facebook page that says uh Cafe Justice, San Bernardino. Um if they just look that up there's people okay. that are starting pages now on our behalf. So okay. good. Just a link to that.
1: Carlo, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Cafe Cafe we'll Justice. You bet. I mean, they could have delivered some food for our support, but whatever. You know, no big deal. We trash them about 45 minutes if we don't have hamburgers. In <laughs> this is crazy. Just crazy. Welcome to the program. Let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's uh, Casper. I am, I have to tell you, I, I'm, I'm staying at this uh, Airbnb here in California and i uh, Oh my God! I think I've I, I this is the this is the second day here, and I have woken up every hour uh, about the same time. So like, but one thirty eight, two thirty eight, mm-hmm. three thirty eight. Waking up every hour, going, oh dear God, is it not time to get up yet? And it's not that I'm rested. I just. I miss my Casper mattress. Yeah, Casper doesn't seem to
2: do anything for you. If if what happens is you get spoiled for other beds, like where's the Casper insurance? Where shouldn't they be? Should- I should be able to sue these Airbnbs. exactly. I should be able to sue them. I think I've- Casper should be delivering Casper mattresses yes. to every
1: place you go. Yes, I need an Uber Casper <laughs> uh, service. Okay, one hundred night sleep challenge. You are gonna love your bed as much as I as much as I do. I I think this bed is really incredible. I get a great night's sleep. If you toss and turn at night and you wake up and you're like, oh, I can't take I'm just going to get up. If you've ever experienced that, try a Casper mattress. 100 nights in your own home. If you don't love it, don't sweat it. They they bring it to your front door. You open up this little teeny box. You try it. You don't love it. You call them. They come, pick it up, refund every penny so there's nothing to lose. 100-night sleep challenge. Take it right now. You're going to love it, guaranteed. Casper.com. Use the promo code BECK. Go to Casper.com. When you, when you use the promo code BECK, you're going to save $50 on select mattresses. So use the promo code BECK. Casper.com. Terms and conditions may apply.
0: Glenn Beck Mercury. Glenn back.
1: Welcome to the program. We have to say uh, goodbye to a very good friend uh, and somebody who I have been more impressed with than almost anybody I have worked with uh, in my career. Uh, Natasha has been uh, our second hand in you know, our second hand, our second uh, producer uh, behind Stu for... 10 years? Yeah, about 10 years. Uh, and she joined us in New York, and she she is the hardest working person, somebody that we have been able to give anything to. She has written, she has produced, uh, she has moved across the country with us, uh, and uh, she is leaving us because this sweet, quiet, <laughs> gentle, I want to say girl, which not anymore, woman, she is... She's going into the horror film industry.
2: <laughs>
1: it's a natural, actual move from
2: our right. show. Yes. I will say.
1: Yes. Well, you're like, I've been around Beck, man. There, nothing scares me. <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, she's, uh, she's leaving us, and today is her, her last day. And I will tell you, I've been, I've been sad for some people to leave over my 40 years of broadcast. Um, and I'm, I'm sad with her but I am thrilled because she came into my office last week and she said Glenn she said I have an opportunity to start at the bottom level but I'm taking this because I've always wanted to do it and I know if I stay I will be here for the rest of my life and I I want to give that a try yeah and I love people who will risk to dream and and dare to expand. And uh, Natasha, we love you, and we are sincerely going to miss you. Uh, but uh, you always, always have a home here. So when you fail, because horror films are evil. <laughs> yes, thank you, Natasha, for everything. Yeah
2: now that's so. a, it's a tough one I, I hate for her to go but it, you're right it's kind of a cool inspiring thing yeah like you know she's leaving a, a you know a job where she's very comfortable and well liked and could stay for as long as she wanted
1: and yeah. to going to something that she is unsure of and is new I have such cool. I have such respect for people who disrupt themselves and uh you you deserve the disruptor of the year hammer hammer uh Natasha God bless Godspeed and thank you
0: Glenn, back, Mercury.
1: So it's just you and me. It's like old times. Why? Where's Stu? Let's do a candid phone. He just left to catch the plane home. Why? Why isn't he, he coming with you? Didn't he, he go said, with you? He, yes, and he said there wasn't enough leg room in my plane. On
5: your plane? I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> yeah. kidding. I'm kidding.
1: I know you are. But what are you?
5: I know you are, but what am I? I know. Same, you same to you, but twice did. as much more of it, right? Um, okay, so I could we could talk about the March for Our Lives, or we could talk about uh, the uh, spending he- bill, the omnibus, uh, which is interesting as well, or both of them. Neither. Uh, let's do both. Whatever of them.
1: you want to do. Yeah, we'll do both. All right. I'll do both. I've got a couple of I got a couple of funny things too to talk
5: about. So. Do you know? I do. Well, do. why don't I be the I judge of that whether they're funny or not. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. Huh? Um hey, did you see the little,
1: gonna, little kitchen on, interview? I'm, oh. Hang on, I'm also going to uh I'm going to uh take you on a little tour of the studio cuz I'm I'm in the middle of Rush Limbaugh's studio and Steve Harvey's studio. Really? It's kind of cool, yeah. Oh, that's anyway, really cool. Uh so what were you saying? You must be
5: at, at uh Premiere. Premiere, yeah. Um did you see the little kitchen interview that David Hogg did? With the no. What do you mean? The little kitchen? He, I, I don't know. It's he's good. sitting in his kitchen or dining room or something, and uh, it's just this f bomb laced tirade against uh, the NRA and those effers and parents that don't know what they're doing, and he's got to take it over. And I mean, it's it's really something else. Really wow. something. Wow. That kid is more narcissistic, I think, than Donald Trump. Forty-five seconds. Wow. I mean, he. Yeah, I wouldn't say it that way. so... He thinks a lot of himself. <laughs> yes, thinks he thinks a lot of himself.
1: Yes, he does. I'm looking for the <clears throat> sheet. There was something else that was on the audio sheet. Does anybody. Who has the audio sheet? Here? Mm, no, who has the audio sheet? Stu's audio sheet over there. There's the Here it is. I got it. I got it. I got it.
4: 15 seconds.
0: This is the Glenn
1: Beck program. Welcome to the program from our studios in uh, Los Angeles, California. Just uh, been here for a couple of days, um, and we're we're uh, we're glad to hear be here, and glad to be going home to uh, to Texas. It's a little strange. It's our studios. uh, Pat is joining us in the uh, studios in uh, Las Colinas, Texas. Uh, let me—if you're watching online, let me just uh, show you something kind of cool. Our studios are right in between the studios of Steve Harvey and Rush Limbaugh, and mm. so if you look over there, that's a darkened studio because they're not in here yet. But Steve Harvey show is behind that glass, and over here, if I can show you, there's the EIB. And you see that arm? That's the golden microphone, uh, right off of that uh, arm, right on the other side of the glass for uh, Rush Limbaugh. Kind of gives you so. chills, doesn't it? Gives you chills. It does, it does, <laughs> it does. I'm a Russian Steve Harvey sandwich. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, welcome to the program. Glad you're uh, glad you're here. Uh, let me give you a couple of stories, and then Pat, I want to get your comments on a few things. But uh, yesterday, Amazon has uh, filed for a patent on their delivery drone, uh, and I just wanted, I just wanted to. Uh, I just want an update on you on this patent. They they seem to have thought of everything. Uh, it is part of their goal to develop a fleet of unmanned aerial vehicles that can you know take packages to customers in thirty minutes or less. Hmm. Um, and so the patent is really quite complex because the the um, uh, you know the drone needs to be able to interact with customers. So it it uh, needs to recognize a few things. It needs to be able to release a package that it's carrying. It needs to change its flight path to avoid cra- uh, crashing. Um, it, it needs to be able to ask a human a question or abort delivery. But in the patent, here's my my, my favorite, it also uh, uh, will register a, a welcoming thumbs up. So if somebody is standing there and they just give it the thumbs up, it's like, okay, it must mean everything's okay. But it also, it also the patent includes a, a feature that recognizes people who are shouting and frantically waving their arms. So I don't know, I don't know if that means like, good God, don't drop that now or Yo, over here. But, uh, I don't know what it's supposed to do, but it can recognize you if you're frantically waving your arms. Um, there is, uh, this story from Spain and I love this story. It's, uh, about a 59 year old guy. He's a tax official. And, uh, he has legally changed the last letter of his first name his, his Sergio Sergio but he has named it to Sergia and he has now uh, assumed the identity of a woman he is now saying that he is officially a woman and you need to address him as such <laughs> now it's not that he really wanted to be a woman he just decided that he would change his status to a woman because in Spain, uh, I'm sorry, in Argentina, boy, this is even closer. In Argentina, the law allows women to retire at 60, but men have to retire at 65. So he decided, mm, uh, if I, I just call me, call me, Sergio, I'm, hello, that's who I am. That's brilliant. And. That's brilliant. brilliant. Why not brilliant. take advantage
5: of the nonsensical, political, correct stuff they're doing?
1: Especially, Why Pat, if it, if it doesn't mean anything. Right. If gender doesn't mean anything, yeah. I don't care what you call me. I know. Call me Z or whatever, whatever <laughs> that is. I don't even know what it means, but I can retire five years early. Okay. Yep. Call me Z. I'm a G. Yeah. It's crazy, <laughs> isn't it? It is. Um, and it's hard
5: to keep up with because it's different every day.
1: Changes every try, day. Try this one. Keith Ellison. Keith Ellison. Here he is on how he feels about the minimum and
6: maximum wage. I did not make a joke about maximum okay. wage. You were saying that. I made, made a maximum. statement about maximum wage. All right. What I'm saying is if you were to say, look, if you make more than 20 times more than the people who actually make the products and do the services of your company, yeah. then. Uh, we're going to um, tax you more. Yeah. We're going to tax you at all. Right, <laughs> well, That you. would be a good start. <laughs> right, right, That right. would be a good start. Right, right. We're uh. going to, you know, so so that we're going to you're going to be ineligible for certain programs. Yeah. You you know, we're just going to set up the rules to say that or or uh, we could even do something like say look, if you want to pay yourself more than 20 times your average worker, mm-hmm. that's fine, but that's if fine. you give the workers an increase as you get them, then maybe we'll think about that in terms of some maybe sort of a we'll um, policy uh, mm, benefit. Mm. But this idea wow. that you can leave people in poverty, Gosh. as you are stacking up dead presidents like nobody's business, it's got to come to an end. I mean, the, the, the CEO of McDonald's makes nine thousand dollars an hour, and there's fighting people getting fifteen an hour these people and not only are they just screwing over workers they're screwing over the environment they're like clear cutting forests oh so that they can graze more cattle and we all know that like beef production is extremely abusive on the on the environment yeah we should stop it and them. so they they're like bad actors you know and so uh-huh, uh-huh. you know this so when i, I wasn't joking about having a max i mean you know uh, why shouldn't there be a maximum waste uh, because
1: it's america God. that's why because we don't do that in capitalism because the government has no place constitutionally to give a maximum wage i mean it kills me the the guy he's making nine thousand dollars an hour and he's fighting over fifteen dollar an hour workers yes because mcdonald's cannot sell their burgers if everyone behind the counter is making fifteen dollars an hour and if you force them to do that, you will no longer have those entry-level jobs. You are going to have the McMachine that is flipping burgers, that is robotic, and it's already happening. And then they're not making 15 bucks an hour anymore. They're making $0 an hour. Yes. Because they don't have and a gig. They don't have a and job. It, and think of this. God, if everybody man. in your company made $50,000, but you... You're Steve Jobs, okay? You're the one who came up with the idea. Mm-hmm. That has and, to mean something, right? And you—well, it does, according to him. If you paid the uh, the everybody in the in the building made fifty thousand dollars, Steve Jobs could never make more than a million dollars. Now, okay, all right. Well, that's fair to everyone except Steve Jobs. He's the guy who came up with it. He's the driving force. He's not replaceable. They tried to replace him. Look at what happened with Apple now that Steve Jobs is gone. Steve Jobs is dead. Apple needs somebody like Elon Musk to make that thing work because they're not reinventing. You're telling me that he's only worth, let's say they pay everybody $100,000. The janitor is making $100,000 a year. That means Steve Jobs can only make $2 million a year. Is that a lot of money? Sure. Is that all Steve Jobs uh, is worth? is really worth? No. No? Of course not.
5: Of course not. Here's a good idea, though. You know, he was come up with some really interesting ideas. What if we just had the government just take control of all the manufacturing and all the service businesses? What if the government... Just took control and took over all of these businesses like McDonald's and they run it. And then they set the the wage for everyone.
1: What if they did that? What if we just. Well, wait a minute. Why don't we just have. Let's put Elon Musk out of business Mm -hmm. and we'll just have NASA do the. Oh, wait a minute. We did do that and Elon Musk is doing a better job and I'm not paying for it with my tax dollars. How great is that? How how about how about we have this instead of taking all of the money and wasting much of that money? You stop taking so much money from the people and you let them invest the money, you let them reap the benefits. You know, it's 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 the same kind of thinking that communists have that created the communist uh, created the communist state and all of its luxuries when you're not in when you're not incentivized to where you can really change your place you're not interested in working why why would i work so hard mm-hmm. why would i risk you know i i invested money in bitcoin and i wanted to take it out when it was $19,000 okay So I went to take it out before I did, I checked the tax laws and I realized because I hadn't had it in for a year, if I withdrew it, I would have paid, I would have paid about 50% in taxes. Oh, and I have to tell you something. I thought to myself, I took all the risk. Yeah. Now I know I, I, I know that the government, I should pay taxes, I need to pay taxes, I need the roads, we want the infrastructure, I want the defense, I want the court system. Well, you're so paying really-
5: tax on the money with yes! which you invested in the Bitcoin. Yes! It's a double tax as it is. And, and it's a 50% I, af-
1: double tax? Come after on. After I took oh my, my money and, and paid taxes, mm. after I worked, yep. I paid taxes... Then I saved enough to be able to say, where do I want to put it? I want to put it into the riskiest thing ever that the government doesn't even like, isn't supporting at all. I'm going to risk it and I could lose it all. I'm going to put it there. I make money and they're going to take half. Why? It's immoral. It's absolutely immoral. It's
5: absolutely immoral. So incredibly anti-American and anti-everything this country was founded on. I mean, the founders w- would they want a fifty percent double tax? They didn't want a
1: tax to begin with, which is why they didn't put an income tax in in the first place. And it, I have to, I have to tell you, with Keith Ellison, uh, you know, Keith Ellison, who who was with, not just standing by and having a photo taken with Louis Farrakhan, but actually working. And a member of the Nation of Islam, yeah. for him to not be called an absolute radical, for for people who believe in the Constitution to be called a radical, believe in small government, a radical, and a guy who was with Louis Farrakhan, working for Louis Farrakhan, and saying there should be a 100% income tax over a certain level that we, the government, should decide what it is— you're not a radical, and I am. Uh, I don't even recognize our country. I don't even recognize our country. Oh what he does is we said that. There would
5: come a time. I mean, I remember when it first started here in two thousand and nine, we were saying there's gonna come a time when we don't recognize this country. Well, that time, is so far behind us, I, I don't even recognize the country we didn't recognize. <laughs> <laughs> I don't recognize the country of 2016. Not at all. Not at all.
1: It's not. Jeez. All right, so what's on your plate today, Pat?
5: All right, well, uh, I, I the president is threatening to uh, veto the omnibus bill, uh, but mm-hmm. not for all the the really, really horrible... Uh, uh, spending spending in the bill <laughs> he's threatening it because it doesn't contain any help for the dreamers
1: okay so so hang on hear me out on this okay um he's not going to veto this bill
5: he i won't. know i i want him to though I, I the freedom caucus came out with a huge list of all the reasons he should and but you're right he's not going to
1: he's not going to he's not going to. so what he's doing is he's got the spending that he wants and uh He's got the Democrats right where he wants them. So he can say, oh, my gosh, they didn't. And they didn't put the dreamer thing in there. They didn't put the they didn't, <laughs> yes. oh, that's not in there. And he, I'm going to I'm really seriously thinking about <laughs> vetoing true. this. That's so, exactly what he's doing. Exactly right. Yeah. So he can be clean and he can look like I tried. I tried. This
5: is another trillion dollars in debt. Another trillion dollars in the next five months. OK, it took us from George Washington to Ronald Reagan until we were a trillion dollars in debt 200 years until we were 200 a uh, trillion dollars in debt we now add a trillion dollars
1: in 5 months well no 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 hear me out hear me out cuz i did the math on this okay um from 2000 from 1789 to mm-hmm. 2000 mm-hmm. okay we took all of that debt and under george bush in 8 years we doubled it yes okay Yes, and we brought it to uh, eleven trillion. Then I think it was ten uh, by the time uh, Bush left. Okay, so right. so ten trillion dollars. Now think of that. Yep. During that time period, we bailed out the banks, we bailed out the car companies, mm-hmm. we bailed out the housing market, we, we bailed we out Fannie, Freddie, um, A- uh, AIG. We did the stimulus package. Mm-hmm. We fought two wars. We transformed our airports. We we did the Patriot Act. We doubled the debt. Yeah. When Barack Obama got in, we were about half a trillion dollars shy from doubling that debt. Right. In the last six months, in the last six months, we have already taken and upped our debt by a trillion dollars since September. Yeah. First time in the history of the world. Now, because of this, we'll do the next trillion in the next five months. It's it's, It's accelerating at disturbing uh, rates. Thank you, Pat Gray. You can listen to the uh, Pat Gray Radio Roundup coming up uh, uh, on most of this network. Uh, Today, all of it, uh, right after this amazing broadcast. All right, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. Sarah, who is our sponsor? Do you know? My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply right now has a special offer that is going on. It's a 72 hour emergency food kit. Now, it's good only this week. 72 hour emergency food kit. That's three days of food for one person for about 17 bucks. I don't know. Sounds pretty good. Uh, I want you to go to preparewithglenn.com right now. It's preparewithglenn.com. Get this 72 hour emergency food kit, $17.76. Ship for free. Do it now. Get one for each member of the family. 800-271-63. 271 63 Or prepare with Glen.com.
0: Glenn Beck Mercury. Glenn Beck.
1: Hey, if you want to uh, grab the show because you missed one of the TV shows, one of the radio shows, make sure you go to glenbeck.com or theblaze.com slash TV. Miss a little, miss a lot.
0: Glenn Beck. Mercury.